God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. I heard an adage many years ago concerning working in a woodworking shop. It went like this. There are only two times you're in a hurry in a workshop, right before an accident and right after one. Very rarely do accidents happen when people are moving slowly or deliberately. The same goes for working in a commercial kitchen. In an environment where there are many people and sharp tools, one must be intentional in their actions and thoughtful about their movements. Having been a handyman in a restaurant many years ago, I witnessed the challenges they faced. When people were not paying attention is when plates of food went crashing to the floor and people got hurt. How are things going in your life? Are you moving so fast you keep bumping into things? Are things crashing to the ground around you? Are you fatigued? Are you unsettled? The ability to walk in peace in your life even while moving at high speed, comes from knowing how to rest. The ability to heal comes to those who know how to rest. If you need some help learning how to rest, give a listen. Too much of life is lived in a hurry. We rush from one event to another, trying to stay ahead of the rat race. And what do we do if we get to the finish line earlier than expected? What do we do with extra time? Having run my own business for over 30 years and having multiple jobs collide or overlap, I have had to learn how to slow myself down and learn how to relax and be at peace to get through it all. It's more than just taking time to rest. It's learning how to make time to rest. And how we rest Where we can find true healing is a deliberate choice. There is no better rest than when we turn to the Father and say, I choose to rest in you. With all the things to do, I choose to rest in you. Busy, busy with task overdue, I choose to rest in you. With moments of peace too few, I choose to rest in you. Fear tries to hide you from my view, but I choose to rest in you. I find the strength to be renewed as I choose to rest in you. I turn away from the worry and turn into your arms. Being still beside you, I no longer hurry. With my mind set on you, I feel no alarm. Trusting in you, life is no longer blurry. This is how I rest in you. Faith brings the breakthrough when I choose to rest in you. Strength in my heart you will endue when I choose to rest in you. Every moment will feel brand new as I choose to rest in you. It's your presence I walk into as I choose to rest in you. I find joy and peace so true as I choose to rest in you. I turn away from the worry and turn into your arms. Being still beside you, I no longer hurry. With my mind set on you, I feel no alarm. Trusting in you, life is no longer blurry. This is how I rest in you. There are different things we will explore in this episode concerning how to rest. But as the title of the episode indicates, resting is a choice. 
you must decide to slow down in head and heart and rest. I have begun in the last couple of years to learn how to rest in the Lord. I mentioned this in another episode, but it is worth repeating. Back in 2021, I took a vacation in July and drove up the central coast of California to a small town called Morro Bay. As you drive out Highway 1 towards Morro Bay, you drive past the remnants of several volcanic peaks that rise up hundreds of feet in the air. They dot the highway for over a dozen miles. I had the idea that as I left a couple of days later, I would take a back road that led into a park where you could hike up close to one of the peaks. But truth be told, I got lost and ended up on a somewhat deserted country road out in the middle of nowhere. I was not as close as I had hoped to be to one of the peaks, but was only about a mile away from one. It jutted up loftily along a ridge of other prominent points. I found a place to pull off the road and park in the shade of a tree directly across from it. There was a wide rolling meadow spotted with small trees and large clusters of boulders. The wind gently moved the tall golden grass in the meadow. I sat on the trunk of my car and looked across at the meadow up to the peak and sat in quietness, waiting to hear the voice of the Lord teach me something. And I waited. I prayed in the Spirit, and I waited. I focused on that moment and didn't worry about driving to my next vacation destination. I just kept myself still and focused on the presence of God I had entered into. And I waited some more. Finally, after a little longer than an hour, I heard the still, small voice of the Lord tell me, Now you know how to rest. Gotta go, gotta go, keep in motion. Run, run, run. If you're playing dodgeball or tag, that's a good motto. But when it comes to being rested, one must stay at rest. One must decide to sit down and be still. Way back in 1687, Sir Isaac Newton published his book, Mathematical Principles of Natural Philosophy. Most everyone recognizes Sir Isaac Newton as the one who discovered gravity. He was a brilliant thinker, but unknown to most people, he was also a theologian, a man of God. But the point I want to make relates to his writing about the laws of motion. I'm going to abbreviate the first law of motion in reference to something at rest. The first law of motion is a body at rest will remain at rest unless it is acted upon by a force. The challenge we face is that there are forces that are constantly trying to push us around and stop us from being at rest. There is a spiritual battle waged against us to endeavor to steal, kill, or destroy our rest. Therefore, we must choose to focus on God and His Word to stay at rest. Meditating upon a verse or verses is an excellent way to mentally stay in one place and not be pushed around to hurry and scurry about in our heads and our bodies. Consider the example of our Lord Jesus. Look at Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And in the morning... Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Jesus didn't get up just a few minutes early, 
or with the sunrise. He rose up a great while before day. It's dark outside. And he went out and departed. Notice the emphasis? Into a solitary place and there prayed. Getting up before sunrise shows a very intentional choice on his part. The benefit of rising up a great while before day is that most everybody else is asleep and therefore the physical and spiritual atmosphere is quiet. Even though you can be at peace in the middle of a war zone, making the deliberate choice to somehow get away from it all does make a difference. At least Jesus seemed to think so. If we can find a place in our house or in a park away from the noise of traffic, it's easier to rest. And while we are in this solitary place, we should pray. And consider if Jesus thought it was a good thing for him to get away and pray in a solitary place, perhaps we should take his example to heart. Prayer is simply a conversation with our Heavenly Father. In this time alone, we should give thanks and show our gratitude. We should praise God for his goodness and what he has done for us. The very act of spending time with God is an act of us endeavoring to love him with at least part of our heart, soul, and mind. And that certainly brings rest as we embrace him and he embraces us. Take to heart the instruction given in Psalms 37 verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. This is what I did on that roadside across from the volcanic peak. My first intent was simply to be still and wait patiently for him. Then God showed me that that action was resting in him. The verse continues and gives us the proper mental attitude so that we don't fret or worry about the wicked or evil things going on around us. And there's plenty of that going on these days. We can be bothered with all sorts of greedy people and corrupt politicians and corrupt institutions. And by this, we can give ourselves an ulcer and insomnia and start losing our hair and a myriad of other harmful effects of worry. On the other hand, we can rest in the Lord and wait patiently on him. Earlier I mentioned that in our quiet time we should praise the Lord for his goodness. Consider the admonishment in Psalm 116, verses 7 and 8. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. We can rest because we are delivered from death, tears, and failure. Add into that that you have been given the gift of eternal life. You have the righteousness of God by the work of Jesus on the cross. You are therefore reconciled, redeemed, sanctified, justified, and washed from your sins, just to name a couple of the blessings you have in Christ. You have access to a book full of promises such as wisdom and peace and your needs being met and God doing exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. This, of course, is a very short list of how the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. And as you quietly ponder and meditate upon these blessings, no matter what else is going on, you should be able to find rest. 
You can look at your problems or you can look at his promises. Again, the choice is yours. What will you focus on? I found this next verse about rest very practical. It is from the wisdom of Solomon in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 9. If a wise man contendeth with a foolish man, whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. So who do you hang out with? Spending time with the wrong people will steal your rest. This is where learning to set boundaries is so important. And beyond those we physically spend time with, who do we listen to? In my humble opinion, there are many newscasters and many who express their opinions in social media that I would consider to be foolish. By spending a lot of time engaged in these things, the scripture says there is no rest. Don't know about you, but I would choose rest. I turn away from worry and turn into your arms. Being still beside you, I no longer hurry. With my mind set on you, I feel no alarm. Trusting in you, life is no longer blurry. This is how I rest in you. What is your schedule like? Most folks who have a 9-to-5 job have a fairly set schedule. Depending on how early one must get to work and whether or not you're juggling kids or other responsibilities might somewhat limit your time to be still and rest in the Lord in the morning. But as the title of the episode indicates, we must make a choice. Whether we sleep in an extra 30 minutes or an hour, or will we be like Jesus who rose up a great while before day? But again, there's getting home from work and what will we do then? I do a lot of driving with my work, so when I get home I have found myself quite often grabbing a cup of tea and sitting in my recliner and resting before I get into making dinner or whatever else. Making time to unwind, to put off the burden from the day, to engage in conversation with the Father allows me to come to a place of rest. Decide today not to take time to rest, but to make time to rest and make it a common routine in your life. God's waiting to hang out with you and give you rest.